Hello, everyone. It's Anna. I wanted to let you all know that this episode is going to be a little bit different. We were invited to record a live podcast episode at a local event called Trans Joy Fest. Today, we are going to be releasing that episode to everyone. We really hope that you enjoy listening. And as always, I love you all, except the bigots. Can I steal your spot? Hello, Trans Joy Fest! Woo! My name is Anna, and I am a transgender person. We're thrilled to be here with you all today. My name's Cam. I'm your dad. And this is The Transgender, a podcast chronicling my transition. And a cisgender man learning how to support it. I just wanted to come out and say happy Pride Month, everybody. Happy, happy Pride! <laughs> happy Trans Joy Fest. I'm so excited to be here. Um, we are so excited to be here with you all. Thank you so much for coming. We're so happy to have you here. And uh, I'm going to be kicking this off. If you've never heard our podcast before, uh, we just like to talk about all things trans. And uh, me, as a cisgender man, learning how to uh, be a good supporter and ally. But today, uh, we're going to talk about... Um, how to be a popular transgender person in high school. <laughs> I'm sorry, a popular transgender person in high school? In high school. This comes to us from WikiHow. Uh, here's what it says. Many people say that being popular if you're transgender is impossible. I, okay, hold on. <laughs> Listen, you all know me. I'm Anna, a transgender person. You, you all know me. I'm popular, right? An extremely popular person. Uh, but it's totally possible to make a large amount of friends and to create positive friendships. Here's a few tips for you. All right. Tip number one, enjoying your time at school. I cannot agree with this one. I did not enjoy my time <laughs> in school. Um, kids, stay in school. If you're a high school student who is trans, um, do not listen to WikiHow. First lesson, already bad. Well, here's what you would have needed to know. Uh, number one, straighten your back and smile to show how proud you are. <clears throat> <laughs> It's is, a, is that what it's looking for? It's okay if you don't feel fabulously attractive. Keep telling yourself you are and keep pretending you are. Eventually, you'll believe it. Hey, WikiHow, I'm sorry. I do not believe a trans person wrote this article. <laughs> I'm sorry. A trans person most certainly did not write this article. I can tell you the one thing you need to know about being trans in high school, and that is be yourself, because that's the only thing that matters. Absolutely. Uh, the tip number three is look for new friends. Be friendly and compassionate to others and practice random acts of kindness. View each person as a potential new friend. So you want me to have lots of friends, but also make new friends? Yes. Well, Please. then am I just not going to have anybody who I'm not no, friends with? No, dump all those old friends. <laughs> Get rid of them all. You don't need them. Uh, tip number six, enjoy the good things in your life. Focus on the upsides, such as a sweet girl you talked to today, your success in Spanish class, or your father's kindness. I swear to God, it says your father's <laughs> kindness in this article. I, I think he wrote this WikiHow article. 
<laughs> Just saying. <laughs> all right, all right. Uh, and get involved in your school to help you meet people and have fun. Find your interest and search for a group centered around those interests. <laughs> Um, yeah, so finding people, definitely. I definitely agree with that. Um, this is an article for how to be popular as a trans person in high school. I I, I don't think that joining groups alone is going to make you popular. (laughs) Form your own group. Maybe people will join with you. It's great. Be be yourself. That's all I have to say to that. Hey, here's what we always say on the podcast. Find your people. You're going to be way happier that way. And, uh, stay in school, right? Stay in school. Yeah. Don't don't drop out if you can. All right. Do you want to tell us about our main topic today? Yeah. So I wanted to quick start off with um, some amazing trans people in STEM because I don't think that they get enough representation. And, you know, why not? So the first one I want to talk about... STEM meaning science, technology, engineering, and math. Not yes. like... Not like a parts plant of a STEM. Plants. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I first wanted to talk about Hauntus Farmer, who uses she, her pronouns... She describes herself as a two-spirit astrophysicist currently working as an adjunct professor at the College of DuPage and Elmhurst University. Or is it DuPage? I never know. I think it's DuPage. Okay. DuPage University. Um, She is incredible, has an incredible life story. I highly recommend you look her up if you're at all interested, but is currently operating as a trans astrophysicist. And I just... I have so much respect for her. She is progressing science and the trans experience. Wait, we need to launch trans people into space. Oh, how do I become a trans astronaut? I know. That's the yeah, on your career path, that sounds like the next logical <laughs> step, Anna. Podcaster to astronaut. Do they need EMTs in space? <laughs> uh, the next one I wanted to talk about is Micah Savin, who uses they them pronouns. They describe themselves as a non-binary, two-spirit clinical neuropsychologist. They talk a lot about pronoun usage in the workplace and how whenever they try and implement something like, um, I want to have pronouns on my name tag, or why don't we have email signatures that, you know, have our pronouns in them, um, that they always face pushback from the physicians and the higher-up people that they work with, the administration, what have you. And I just want to shout this person out as somebody who is doing the entire trans community a service when they do not need to be doing that. You know, it is not their job to be out there pushing and trying to get pronouns for everyone. You know, I'm just so proud of them and their and their work. Which reminds me to say, cis folks, put your pronouns in your emails, put your pronouns on your bodies just make this a normative part of our day-to-day world. Please. please. And help. it helps so many people identify you in a way that you want to be identified. I'm sure that many cis people wouldn't want me walking up to them and misgendering them either. So why do it to trans people? The last one I want to talk about is J.J. Eldridge, which, can I just say, what a fantastic name. Uh, it sounds like an author name. It does. Uh, so uses she, they pronouns and describes herself as a non-binary trans woman who is an, a theoretical astrophysicist studying exploding binary stars. Well, also Wait, exploding ones, exploding binary stars. So not, not, not non-binary, stars. not non-binary stars, exploding <laughs> binary stars. stars. All right. Um, and they, and I quote here state, I study exploding binary stars while exploding the myth of a gender binary. Yes. And I just, is there a better quote? It's the is best. there? <laughs> 
Um, I honestly wish I could talk more about each of them and their incredible work towards the field that towards each of their own fields and towards, you know, the, their progress towards the trans agenda, I guess. (laughs) Um, However, our main topic is going to be a bit of a doozy. Today, we are going to be talking about the history of Pride Month. And not just the history of Pride Month, but we want to talk to you about some of those little nuggets of Pride Month that a lot of us, especially cisgender guy here, um, and only recently queer, uh, <laughs> realizing, uh, just didn't know what the world of uh, Pride looked like and how we got to where we are. So, I just want to start out with, we are here today, being able to be who we are, being able to be open and out and have Pride because of the amazing work of trans-colored women who stood up to oppression. Let's give a big round of applause to trans-colored women who paved the way for this event to happen today. Please, intersectionality. Do you like to save money? I know I do. That's why I've started using Upside. Upside is an app that gives you cash back on your everyday purchases. I personally save up to $0.22 cents per gallon on gas, and there are deals for up to 30% back at restaurants. And if you use our offer code, you can save an additional $0.15 cents per gallon on your first gas purchase and support the transgender while you're at it. Just go to Upside.com to get the app and use offer code Cameron 634 Nine three six. That's C A M E R O N six three four nine three six to get fifteen more cents off when you fill up your tank. Make your dollars go further with cashback from Upside. So, so as oh, there we go. So as many of you probably know, um, Pride originated as a rally, a marching rally in the protests of the Stonewall riots. Um, during the inaugural 1970 Christopher Street Liberation Day March. These events were not the first demonstrations of queer act- by queer activists, though there were other raids um, that took place before the one on Christopher Street. Um, one example that we have here is the Compton Cafeteria Riot, which took place in, in 1966 and was another instance of trans women leading queer activism. So like a three, three years prior, yeah, we be- were beginning this movement, and it took that long to finally boil into what happened to Stonewall. I- exactly, Got yeah. It. So I just want to share with all of you that um, during the research and making of this script, my dad messaged me, and he was like, hey... Did you know that Stonewall was basically run by the mafia? Not just basically run by the mafia, <laughs> fully and entirely run by the mafia. And I, you know, it's not a section of Pride history that I like to think about much, but please tell me about the New York mafia. Well, first of all, can I break a piece off of this? I hope this is not, uh, hey, we got some gays here. <laughs> no? It's funny. Anytime I try to do an accent of any kind, it sounds like a carnival barker. Like, oh, we've got some gays here. Five cents each. <laughs> Five cents a gay. Five cents a gay. Uh, 1960s New York State Liquor Authority considered bars that served alcohol to gay customers as disorderly houses. So and the flame up the street? No, can't go there. It's a <laughs> it disorderly gets, house. It gets disorderly there. I've, I've been there during that. Um, and so the the Gino the Gino Vice crime family in New York saw the opportunity to uh, basically capitalize uh, like they had during you know prohibition, and so um, ended up buying out um, popular gay bars or potential clubs 
uh, not providing any resources. So, like, Stonewall had no running water in the bar. So the glasses were scummy. The whole place was completely dark because nobody really wanted to know what the state of cleanliness was in that bar. But they were providing a safe place. It was mainly in the back where the not white uh, and, you know, not gender conforming individuals were um, generally placed. The the upfront of the house was much more put together, kind of a front, had all of the well put together white gay men um, and very few of the other minorities there. And those well together white gay men uh, of wealth then were blackmailed by the mafia and then the money that they were blackmailed with was then used to pay off police so that they wouldn't raid. But guess what? The police still raided the bar on a regular basis. They were typically held on weekdays early in the evening when not a lot of people were out and about. A lot of times they were warned ahead of time so that they could leave. Um, but a few people would still be present. On June 28th, however, in 1969, it happened in the early hours of the morning on a weekend when the bar was at its most packed, um, the police arrived and started arresting people for violation of what were at the time cross-dressing laws. Um, it, cross-dressing is not a term that I particularly vibe with, but if you identify as that, fantastic. However, these laws were specifically trying to target people who were in drag, people who were trans, people who were non-conforming, whatever you want to uh, identify anybody who was not in the gender norm. Um, And this took place on Christopher Street Park, which is classically a very queer-owned street. Um, Right, a place, a refuge for queer queer youth. Queer youth. And... after oh, after um, the after this raid where many people were starting to be arrested and you know hurt and beaten, um, a crowd started to form outside of the Stonewall Inn um, from all of these queer youths coming out in support of these other queer individuals. So there's a classic question or kind of a classic meme, and um, that's who threw the first brick. I'm sure you've heard that before. Who was it that threw that first brick, Anna? So, you know, I think that most of us would say probably Martha P. Johnson and Sylvia Rivera, who have spent their entire lifetimes fighting for trans rights, fighting for queer rights. Um, However, they have both said that they were mistakenly charged with being the people who threw the first brick, who threw the first punch. Um, It was actually... Maybe. Maybe. Uh, <laughs> let's see. Um, sorry, I got a quick read through the rest of my notes here. So, um, Stormy, Stormy de Larvery. Yes. Uh, La- Lavery. <laughs> I could not get that out. Uh, is actually maybe credited as the person who threw the first punch. Um, harassed by police officers, uh, decided that they were just not going to take it anymore. Uh, and Stormy has a cool history. Stormy has an amazing history. So AJ, my partner and queer researcher who helped us research a lot of this podcast episode, literally could not put enough information about Stormy into this script. They wanted this <laughs> entire episode to just be about Stormy. Um, woo! Sorry, everyone. Big gust of wind there. So Stormy is an amazing butch lesbian. She 
fought like hell in the Stonewall riots. She was a major presence in New York's gay scene after the riots. Um, and she oftentimes would walk around well into her 80s around the streets of New York to protect her, quote, baby girls who were lesbians suffering from any form of intolerance or harassment. In her, in her biography, someone literally said she literally walked down the streets of downtown Manhattan like a gay superhero, uh, which is fantastic. Stormy is an amazing human. If you get the chance and you want to, please, please, please look her up. I guarantee you will be entertained for hours. So a little bit more about Stonewall, because it is, I think, the biggest thing that we all can talk about. There was another lead leader who was named Miss Major Griffin Gracie, or Mama, as she liked to be known. Um, she was a trans person of color and was in... She, sorry, she is a trans person of color. I believe she is still around. She's still alive. Yep. She is still alive today. Um, she was in the Stonewall Inn when the raid happened and led the vanguard of riots until she was knocked unconscious. She was beaten until she was knocked unconscious uh, by a police officer. She then went on to run the transgender gender variant intersexual justice project and even in retirement today she is still tirelessly working to progress lgbtqa plus rights you can hear her voice in a lot of documentaries about stonewall because she 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 was there and she was on the front lines and uh an I, amazing person i am so glad that i have not had anyone in my life who has been beaten to the point of unconsciousness for being gay these people in the 1970s were leading the charge. And risked their lives for us. And risked their lives for us to be able to say that we are queer, that we are here, and that we are ready to fight and continue fighting. Woo! Woo! So, after the Stonewall riots, um, something called the Christopher Street Liberation Day Parade took place, which is kind of thought of as the first Pride Festival without being the first Pride Festival. It was held one, it was, the first one was held on the anniversary of the first day of the riot. It started as a very few people, though gradually grew as they continued to walk past more people. Yeah, they walked single file in order to make the parade seem longer, and then all of a sudden people were coming out of the crowd and joining the parade and making their numbers swell into the thousands. It was a huge event. Um, eventually they ended up in Central Park, where they had a cookout and started dancing, and can I just say... Can we go back to Pride that is basically just camping and dancing as gay people in the woods? <laughs> I want to do that. We can always do that. Um, I think it's interesting to talk about Christopher Street Liberation Day and how that transformed into Pride. Um, and one thing that I think is really important to note, uh, going back to Marsha P. Johnson and Sylvia Rivera, and that's that um, by 1973, as the gay liberation movement was starting to take hold, it was a lot of uh, cisgender gay men who were leading the movement. And in 1973, drag queens were banned from Pride. So, Marsha P. Johnson... That is so bad. Can I just say... Please. I... I Drag queens, drag kings, people of all varieties who perform deserve to have a right, have a rightful place at Pride. Well, it just means that trans folks were banned from Pride, too. Absolutely. I mean, by, by proxy, because we didn't have the language that we needed at the time. So, I mean, can let's just talk about Marsha P. Johnson and Sylvia Rivera for a second, <laughs> because these are amazing humans. So, they were originally... 
um, part of the Stonewall riots. Like I said, they did not start it. They are thought to have started it. They did not. Um, they do, they claim they do not. Um, however, they did take part in the riots days after. They both were marching in the 1973 New York Pride Parade, which had banned drag queens, which both of them were. So instead of marching with the Pride Parade, they marched ahead of it, which, can I just say, is amazing. They led the parade. You know what? If you're going to ban us, we're going to be the vanguard for Pride. Both of them are incredible. They did a lot of activism, both before and after the Stonewall riot. Um, They started a group called star which is the street transvestite action revolutionaries and sylvia rivera gave an amazing speech called y'all better quiet down at the 1973 christopher street liberation day event if you are a queer person and have not heard this speech but are interested in learning about deep queer history look this speech up it is about five minutes on youtube you can watch her give the speech just a caution for the younger kids in our audience. It does have some swearing in it. I would say more than some <laughs> swearing in it. She is very aggressive. Um, so please right. be aware of that. But I highly recommend you listen to her. She is at the forefront of trans rights during a time where trans rights were not really considered rights at all, um, yeah. especially in the queer community that was supposed to be fighting for all of us. And when these trans women, trans people of color, were at the head of fighting for our rights so thank you to the people that came before us here thank you to you all for being here yes (laughs) i have a gender euphoria yeah so typically at the end of our podcast i like to give a gender euphoria most of the time they're mine but you know we're here live i wanted to do something special so i have a very long gender euphoria from one of our listeners who sent this in their name is ashton um and I just have to say they are a very fun human to message with. Um, They are a baby trans, very new to being trans. However, this is what they have to say. Much like Anna, I have a hard time loving my voice. But one thing I do love is my morning voice. And by morning voice, I mean the voice I get once I wake up at noon. (laughs) I sort of identify myself as a transmasculine non-binary person using they, it, he pronouns. I'm also panromantic, so Cam's coming out as panromantic has been amazing because panromantic people don't get enough appreciation. And I just have to say, Ashton, I wish you the best of luck. We're recording this episode right now. You guys can go back and listen to it later. Um, Ashton, if you're listening to this now, thank you for sending this in. All of you who are here, please send us your information. Send us your euphorias. Send us your questions. We'd love to answer them on air. Um, And I just want to say to Ashton and to everybody, best of luck, continue your trans, continue your journey, continue your transition. And I'm sure that you will come across more euphoric moments as you continue to transition. So we're going to get in the wrap up here, but uh, I just want to say you are the first crowd we've ever done live as a podcast. And it's been so awesome. Thank you for your energy. 
If you have questions about transitioning or supporting someone who is transitioning and you'd like us to talk about it on the show, please shoot an email to questions at transgenderpod.com. Come grab a card at our booth just down the road here. Click the chat button on our website or DM us on social media. Be sure to check out our episode description for links to today's to resources on today's topics. Not super applicable to you guys who are live here um, until the episode comes out later. However, if you are here, please come to our booth over um, on the other side here. We have cards. We have information. And if you guys have any questions, if you have, if you want any more information about pride that we didn't talk about here we have so much of it please come talk to us i want to share as much as i can um, and we'd love to hear what you guys are thinking i also just really want to give out a massive 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 thank you and shout out to my partner aj who helped us put so much of this script together who has done so much research and who helps me get through every single day so thank you aj continue being an amazing human Never done the stinger live before. Hold on, we're getting this we're getting the end <laughs> set nope, up it's here. It's gone now. That's oh, okay. Whatever. Hey, thanks for listening. I've been Cam. <laughs> I've been Anna. And this has been the Transgenda live from Trans Joy Fest. Woo! We love you all. I love you all. Except, of course, the, the biggest. biggest.